wanted to spend some time talking about invisible disabilities and what that means. Uh, for those of you who have been following for a long time, you know that in March I started a great job at Mount Royal University, uh, running mentorship programs, building community, and I was so excited about it because they were so accommodating with my disabilities and gave me flexibility to work as needed and take breaks as often as I wanted. And that was honestly a benefit of the global pandemic because so much was shifting remotely that I was able to realize that even though I can't necessarily work in person full time, working remotely was really good for me. So I stopped putting out podcasts because I was so passionate and focused on the work I was doing. Um, but basically, end of July, August, started shifting back in person on campus, and I really had had very limited post-concussive symptoms, so I was feeling pretty excited um, and thought that I would ease in, but I'd be able to get back to full-time and no problem, um, but pretty quickly realized that that is not the case and that the reason I was doing so well is because I was controlling my environment and taking breaks and um, having a really good balance between work and life and just doing the things I loved, so... Unfortunately, since the end of September, I have been, I'm now on short-term disability again. So it's kind of made me think, the first time I went on short-term disability, which was in 2018 after my car accident, I was a teacher and I remember it being the hardest thing I'd ever done. I felt such guilt for the colleagues that had to cover for me. I had never been forced to slow down. I was such a go, go, go type A personality involved in so many different boards and clubs and volunteering and performing and all this stuff. So <clears throat> it was definitely a shock, but having it come around on, like literally I was on, I'm on leave and I had my third year concussion anniversary. So the timing is weird, but one beautiful thing about it is I've been able to reflect on how much I've grown over that time and realize that I know so much more that like my worth is not based on how busy I am or how productive I am. Um, so I've been able to give myself a lot more grace, which is a silver lining of all of this. Um, and I've also realized that even though I was on disability leave, I was on short-term disability, then long-term disability, and then I had to leave my teaching career because of my disability. Um, and then I started this new job and I thought it was all great. But now I'm realizing like I always really did not resonate with the term I'm disabled because disabled feels like very final to me and people always talk about not necessarily identifying with your diagnosis and how that can affect your mental health um, but I've started to really come around to realize that like there's nothing wrong with being disabled and I really like the term dynamic disability because some days I'm totally fine like I went to my friend's wedding in August I was doing great I had to take breaks for sure and use earplugs and take lots of medication but I managed um but then the next week I was like totally off work and just like exhausted and drained and fatigued with migraines. So I like dynamic disability because it really highlights for, for a lot of people with chronic pain or fatigue or, or brain injuries that like it can vary and that's okay. This whole healing process is not linear. There's going to be ups and downs. And that's kind of, I've been realizing there's a lot of ableism in the world and a lot of people don't know what ableism is. So just to explain it simply, it's basically this idea or notion in society that we are meant to live and be in a body. There's only one normal way, which is to be able-bodied, um, to have no impairments, to be no cognitive deficiencies or anything like that. So 
ableism, it's not talked about that much. And in fact, the first time I really learned about it was ironically in the graduate course I was in when I got my concussion. And at that time, I didn't even personally identify with it. I was still describing myself as able-bodied. Um, because you often think about disabilities as being like someone in a wheelchair or someone using like mobility aids, something that you can see. And that's why I've become really passionate about speaking about invisible disabilities, because the majority of people with disabilities have conditions or illnesses or disabilities or injuries that are not visible. And what makes that so hard is that people can't see what's going on. And now I know like, just like you can never tell when someone's having a bad day or when someone's going through something difficult, um, it's really tough. So basically I changed my Instagram account. It was post underscore concussion underscore support. And I changed it to invisible disability support because I realized people who are going through post-concussion syndrome share so much in common with everyone else dealing with debilitating pain, fatigue, dizziness, cognitive dysfunctions, learning differences, mental health disorders, hearing and vision impairments. Basically, this whole umbrella of invisible disability can really connect us. But unfortunately, because of internalized ableism, this guilt and shame that we feel for not being fully healthy, that can keep people away from that. So I'm really trying to raise awareness now that there's nothing wrong with having an invisible disability. It's not necessarily a permanent label, but I'm really, really happy to see people are starting to associate with the term a bit more and, and connect with each other. And you know, I, I started that account just as a way to track my recovery and share resources because when I was off work, I was really missing being a teacher and sharing resources. So that's when I found starting an Instagram account, I could share about my journey and what I was learning about headache remedies and pain management. And now to know that it's like almost reached 2000 followers and there's this private community I've launched on Mighty Network where people can connect in a free private virtual platform outside of Facebook just to share and connect and realize that they're not alone. And I've seen how much that empowers people. And I've also learned in some of my graduate courses that like we think of resilience as a quality someone has or is born with, but really resilience is a skill and it can be awakened in anyone. So that's kind of what I'm passionate about right now. <clears throat> and I'm great, <clears throat> sorry. And I'm grateful to have the opportunity to do that because honestly, I'm, I'm definitely resting. I'm actually participating in a, in a research study at Foothills Hospital, um, testing something called RTMS as a treatment for post-concussion syndrome. So I'm there every weekday at 11 um, for the next month. And so I'm pretty optimistic. I've had a few sessions so far and honestly feel a lot less brain fog and have a bit more energy because I was really like for three weeks, I was like, I couldn't even put on makeup. I was so exhausted. So um, I'm feeling excited about that, but I kind of went on a tangent and now I don't remember where I was or talking about, <laughs> which if you have a brain injury, you understand. <clears throat> but anyways, I'm glad that I have this online community for support because sometimes people don't get it and it's not their fault. They've never necessarily gone through it. I remember when I was on leave, I wasn't able to cook. I was literally in a dark room. Any type of noise stimulated me so much. Turning over in bed, I was so dizzy that literally that like made the entire world spin and I was just like frozen and all I could do was listen to meditations to help relieve the pain. But I realized now that it's like, it's not always about being busy and, and I, I am glad that I know how to take the breaks and I can still give back and connect with others and know that I'm not alone and that's really empowering.
Um, what else did I want to talk about? Yeah, basically, I've learned so much about the disability movement. Unfortunately, because of my setback recently, I've had to also pause my graduate studies again, which is a shame because I'm loving it. I started a new topic about community engagement and was learning about like advocacy and the disability movement. And it just really inspired me that we don't have enough representation. And I read Judith Human's book. You should look up her TED talk if you can. Like she's really an important part of how the American Disabilities Act was formed and She's also in Crip Camp, that documentary on Netflix, um, but her TED Talk, her, her, her book are so amazing. Um, I'm just realizing that there's not enough discussion going on about disabilities considering how many people are impacted and considering the fact that in old age, almost everyone will develop di disabilities. <laughs> so, and that it can happen to anyone at any point. It's not just something you're born with. So I think we need to raise awareness about that. If you are interested in learning more about the community, you can visit Instagram at Invisible Disability Support. And on there, I have a link to join the free community. You just have to fill in a couple questions because we're trying to keep that private and make sure people joining there actually do have invisible disability so that it's a safe space as much as we can create a safe space. And also, where else? Yeah, just keep listening to the podcast. I'm going to start having more guests to talk about this. There's so many people that have uh, amazing things to share about it, and I'm excited. I'm also excited. I did a presentation for Mount Royal's Access and Inclusion Office about my experience with a brain injury and how they could better support students with invisible disabilities, and I'm excited to be presenting at a company probably in December, and I've also been invited to speak somewhere in January, so I'm, I'm really excited to raise awareness, and if you think that your team could use any training on this or you'd love like you have a space where I could speak about my message I'd be more than happy to share um, but otherwise just do some own reflection about ableism and and how there's this thing called inspiration porn when you see these videos or pictures of people who like you can see that they are disabled and then it's like but look how inspiring they are look what they've done it that's called inspiration porn and it's just like not looking at these people as like pathetic or like you know people with mental illnesses or any type of physical impairment like if they were born missing a limb or anything they were put in institutions and it, that didn't change until pretty recently so um society is shifting from what was called a medical model which was basically like if you have a disability you are medically not able like you should be shunned from society to then now the social model of disability and that model really talks about like the issue is not the people with disabilities it's how society's been built around it so you saw shifts like now there's divots on sidewalks and that's for people who are using wheelchairs, but it's also really helpful for moms who are pushing babies and for runners and people on bikes and just realizing, and it's the same thing as a teacher with um, differentiation, like this idea that not all students learn the same way and you have to adapt to the way they're going to learn best and whether that's video, videos or oral or getting up and moving kinesthetic learning just basically realizing that not everyone's the same and that's actually totally okay and that's what's normal and trying to rethink how we think like there's been so much movement on feminism and black lives matter and racism and all these topics even stop asian hate and i think we just need to really start moving the ball on ableism so you are interested in this please share this podcast with someone you think could benefit and i look forward to seeing you in the community if you are interested in that and resonate otherwise take care and stay tuned for more episodes i don't know when the next one will be but uh, now that i have a bit more free time because i'm not working while i'm participating in this research study 
I'll have a bit more free time. <laughs> Take care.